Hello. You are about to travel through the sixth dimension. In its fullness exists cinema entertainment that creates many forms, all while maintaining the same purpose, to tell and explore magnificent stories of the burden of existence. This is a dimension of imagination. Your hosts, Adam and Bailey, will do their best to guide you through vast perspectives in cinema that create new dimensions for all to admire. Welcome to AB Cinema. Hello, everyone. It is AB Cinema for today, Monday, October 17th. I'm Adam. And I'm Bailey. And uh, Bailey, how have you been? I uh, see that you've been putting out a lot of recordings. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's been good. I'm I'm happy that you're back for at least an episode this week. So um, I'm I'm excited to have a conversation with you about the news that happened over this week. There's some exciting stuff and some not so exciting stuff. And yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I'm I'm just I'm ready to talk. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I, uh, you know, speaking of exciting stuff, um, I know you've been watching a lot of things recently. Uh, just really quickly, and, and I've been seeing that. You, what have you been up to? What are you watching? What are the things that you like? So, She Hulk just finished this last Wednesday, and I thought it was it's a pretty divisive finale. I will say that. I don't know if you've read anything about it, um, but I. Personally, I thought it was really creative. It broke a lot of the Marvel tropes that the Marvel formula has, that a lot of fans have been complaining about. But at the same time, it's funny because those same fans are complaining about this finale. And so it's it's just very divisive and it's awesome. I love it. It reminds me of the days when Star Wars The Last Jedi came out and I thought it was a great movie and everybody else that saw it thought it was horrible. Um so that's one thing that I've enjoyed. Andor has put out some of the best Star Wars that we've seen since Disney was bought or bought Lucasfilm, in my opinion. Um, and you can catch my yeah. I don't know if you saw my review for the last episode, but the last episode was really really good. But those are the two of my favorite shows that I've watched recently. And then Lord of the Rings: Rings of Power also finished, and yeah. I've really enjoyed that one as well as a casual Tolkien fan. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad that what you're watching is making you happy. Uh, because <laughs> in between me watching every episode of Seinfeld ever released, I, uh, had the chance or took a chance on watching Halloween ends, which critically was trending about the same as Halloween kills, which was the second of this trilogy. And, uh, it was a pretty big disappointment. I mean, I could you could probably put out a whole episode on my review of this, but my review is it sucked. So <laughs> it, I'm gonna it, like, take that sound bite and just make an episode of it and say <laughs> this is our Halloween ends review. Yeah, it was it was a uh, pretty dismal. Um, yeah, you know, character. It was it was just bad. Like. They should have just made, if anything, one movie, which is the one that came out in 2018, which was good, and this one, which is awful. But yeah, so um, that's what I have watched and been watching this week. But uh, that's about it. Let's jump into the news, and Bailey, uh, we'll start off at the beginning. Netflix 
will have an ad-supported tier in November. Bailey, what's the information on this? What can what can customers expect? So originally, this was thought to be coming in 2023, which it's now being moved to November, which is pretty big news. It's exciting news for Netflix because they're going to be they're able to get better analytics and understandings of how certain shows are more popular based on the ads that they show. And so it's it's going to be very helpful for them. Um, it's also good for some of the subscribers that want to watch some of the original content from Netflix. Not everything on there will be will be for everyone because of licensing agreements like certain I'll get into that in a minute, but um, it's it's going to be good because it's a lower price, which is great because Netflix is charging, I think their base price is like $13 to $15 or something like that, It's which is pretty ridiculous for a streaming service that, I, I will say they put out a lot of content, but it's a lot of mediocre content. Um, did you see this news? What are your thoughts, Adam? I mean... I'm I'm not surprised. It's been mulling over. I guess you're right. It is sooner. Um, and I'm a little disappointed with the not downloading aspect of it just because, you know, I feel that especially if you're on a travel or if you're going to fly, you can download something and watch it on the line. But now you'd have to um, buy things. So, which, you know, isn't bad, I suppose. Maybe just buy a movie instead of paying for Netflix every month. Um but yeah, I I don't know. the The more we get into the, how do you say, the ad driven streaming era, which is what I feel like we're slowly getting into. You know, with the rise of Peacock and um, even Paramount Plus, I feel like has it. But Hulu has had it a lot more recently as well. It's like we're you know streaming is becoming more of the reason we stepped away from cable television and such. So. I I guess it'll be nice, you know, if people want to be able to watch everything on Netflix or, you know, want to make that choice or maybe they're just looking a way to cut costs. But um, I don't know. For some reason, ads are really hard for me to get around. <laughs> yeah. Well, my thoughts are like the streaming service, the the formula that Netflix created was not really meant to support studios. And a lot of studios have relied on it, especially with the pandemic. And so it's a new form of storytelling that they're still trying to get a grasp on. These studios are one, they're all wanting a piece of the, the pie, but they're not knowing how to do it, which is so funny because these people have been in this business for so long. And it's important for these companies to, to do it in a good method. And having a premium tier where you can download and watch all of the content on the service is a lot better than it's it's a good way to make money, but when when you're also releasing movies, day and date releases like I don't know, Halloween ends, is that what it's called? Halloween ends. Yeah. Um it's like Peacock just did. It's it's making it's damaging the box office, which is where most of the revenue for these movies was coming from in the first place. And so the ad-supported tier is a good business decision for these studios. I think Disney has even said that they're going to be doing an ad-supported tier. 
And I, I think it's a smart business decision. And the people that are willing to and capable of paying for adless um, subscriptions, then that's for them. But for those that can't, they're just going to have to stick with with uh, with 30 second ads or a minute ads, which is isn't that big of a deal. If you really think about it, it's kind of like a first world problem, but it's it's annoying and I can understand where the complaints come with it. Yeah. And you definitely hit it on the spot when you said that as a first world problem, because, <laughs> you know, even complaining about ads or something is like, eh, you know, they're only 15, 30 seconds. But for some reason, it's so hard to get past. Um, moving on, like, though. Try, try going to a bathroom break during that. I remember watching like Sweet Life <laughs> on Zach, of Zach and Cody when I was like live when, I, when it was first coming out on Fridays or whatever. And I had to like I went to the bathroom and when I came back, it was there. Now you gotta have a thirty second pee break or, or poo break. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta make you it come quick. In, you you're running it back and it's like, yeah, it's 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 difficult. Yeah. So, um, moving on though, Kiki Palmer is said to have joined um, Whoopi Goldberg for the Sister Act three in a movie for Disney Plus. Um, what information do we have on this? And also, how do you feel about it, Bailey? <laughs> I actually really enjoy the Sister Act movies. I didn't watch them until they were on Disney Plus, and my wife, Yvette, she showed them to me, and I, I really enjoyed both of them. I thought they were really fun 90s movies, and I felt like, yeah, they were just a blast to watch, and it got me excited to know that they're going to be making a third one. Um, the news about Kiki Palmer uh, came from Whoopi Goldberg from the view and she was saying this this is this is the part that kind of concerns me she was saying that she wants like megan the stallion uh Nicki minaj kiki palmer she says she wants everybody she just wants it to be a good time which that may be more of a detriment to the story but i i got excited when i saw this i love kiki palmer she was great in nope and i've watched her since Keela and the Bee, um, and I think that she'd be a great addition to this series. And there's also some other news with Kathy and Jamie, who was on in the last Hocus Pocus too, and when she went on to the View to promote her movie, and she brought up Sister Act three and said that she hasn't heard anything about it, and Whoopi Goldberg got really silent about it and didn't say anything and tried to quickly change subjects. So I don't know if uh, Kathy Najimi will be back for that, but that's the the news with with Sister Act 3. What are your thoughts on this? Have you seen those movies? Um, I've seen the first one, and I don't know. I, maybe the second one. I honestly can't say that I've watched them recently, so I can't give a informed opinion on it, you know? Mm-hmm. But I will say maybe as of the... <laughs> As a result of, you know, Halloween Ends being the third movie in the trilogy and just being awful, I just wonder why we need to revisit Sister Act. Um, but, yeah. you know, go go get them. Because, you know, going back to Halloween, which was the, and the one in 2018, which was a direct follow-up to the original, 
that one was fun and good and then you get to halloween ends and you're like why did we need to do this again for the third time but yeah what were you gonna say i think so one of the reasons that sister act three is getting made is because of the success of hocus pocus 2 and the revitalization of that series and Whoopi goldberg mentioned that saying that it's because of hocus pocus 2 that sister act 3 is getting made and so that's that's kind of a the big deal with why they're doing it and so it's an ip that disney sees some potential and there's a fan base for it somewhere and it did really well when it was released for what it was and i think that's i I understand your sour taste with trilogies right now um but maybe if you watch number two or something you might uh change your mind on it i don't know i thought they were fun cheesy campy movies they're not great or anything but they're really fun and i'm i'm excited to see what comes of sister act three in a couple years yeah maybe i i don't you know i don't know i was gonna ask you you mentioned hocus pocus my wife watched it and wasn't impressed what did you think i didn't like the original hocus pocus Ah. i watched that for the first time in a couple like I, i watched that for the first time ever a couple years ago and i wasn't a huge fan of it hocus pocus 2 was a little bit more palatable for me but i i would say it's not like the it's not a great movie either and so i i just saw it and i it was more appealing to me than the first one was the first one was too cheesy and i'm not a huge fan of kenny ortega the director of the high school musical trilogy (laughs) and i i think that this movie was a good sequel and a good conclusion to the first one even though they set up the they set up another sequel Oh, great. So Hocus Pocus 3 will be coming in two more years. Um, (laughs) Well, uh, speaking of sequels and remakes and franchises, uh, The Rings of Power had its finale on Friday. Bailey, when will people be expected to hear your review of the series? I'm going to try to get it out tomorrow or Tuesday. Um, It depends on how much news we get tomorrow. So we'll see. I, I may release it on Tuesday or Wednesday because we're starting to slow down on some some news and some shows coming out. So it's been hard to keep up with it because each episode is over an hour long and trying to put out a review for each episode was kind of a nightmare for me just thinking about it. So I decided to just do a, a review when the, the finale came. I keep telling people I haven't caught up on watching it because I feel like every episode is the TV show equivalent of an extended edition of one of the movies. It's just so long. I just started rewatching the Lord of the Rings movies extended editions. And Mm. it took me about two weeks to finish the first movie, which is around four hours. Yeah. They're a, they're a treat. If you're in it, you're in it for the long haul. Um, And, and just as a spoiler free, can you give me a Twitter length overall impression of the first season of the show? I think this was a really good opening to a series. It set up a lot of the foundation for what we're expecting to explore in Middle-earth. And I feel like this is a good... I want to be careful with the words that I say because I know the Tolkien fanboys have been out and going crazy over this. But I, I want to say that I think this is a good modern 
take on the world of Tolkien. And I'm excited to see where it goes in future seasons. All right. So look out for Bailey's review um, because he will be getting that out there and you'll get all of his thoughts and impressions on it. I mean, if I catch up in time, Bailey, I'll uh, maybe I'll sit in on that. But like I yeah, said, that let means me know I have if to you binge about nine next... hours of TV. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, let me know if you have time to sit down for six hours because I'll be recording it on Monday <laughs> or Tuesday. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, talking about another film here, Dune, or another show, Dune the Sisterhood uh, will start filming in November in Budapest where the uh, Dune Part 2 is being filmed. Um what is what is the show for those who might not be aware of it, Bailey? So the show is set 10,000 years before the ascension of Paul Atreides. The series will follow the Harkonnen sisters as they combat forces that threaten the future of humankind and establish the fabled sect known as the Bene Gesserit. And so it's based off of the, the novel Sisterhood of Dune, which was written by Brian Herbert and Kevin J. Anderson. And it will be premiering on HBO Max. It's produced by HBO Max and Legendary Entertainment, or Legend, Legendary TV is, is producing it. And so we should expect it to arrive on not Hulu, on HBO Max in late 2023 or early 2024. And I'm assuming they're going to want to ride the hype train for Dune Part 2 when that comes out. And so I think that's very exciting. We got some casting announcements previously um, with Moaning Myrtle is going to be one of the leads in it. Uh, but the main character is Indira Varma, who voiced a character from The Legend of Vox Machina. And Obi-Wan Kenobi has been cast as Empress Natalia. And she is a formidable royal who united thousands of worlds in her marriage to Emperor Corino. So that is a little bit of the that that is a little bit of what we do know about Dune the Sisterhood. I was really worried this show wasn't gonna get made when they announced the all the slashes that were coming to HBO Max and Warner Brothers and all the cancellations before things were being shot. So I'm very excited that Warner Brothers sees potential in this series. And I'm glad that they're taking risks and chances with this. Who who will be directing this uh, show then? I don't have it in front of me. I, I don't remember his name. Oh, I think it's Johan Rank. Um, and he was apparently one of the directors behind the HBO uh, show Chernobyl. Um, which, have you seen that one, Bailey? I haven't. I've been meaning to because of The Last of Us, and now I have another reason to watch it for this show to just get an idea of what we can expect from those um, creators. Yeah, that 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 excites me. Chernobyl is is honestly super good, but um, I'm excited for this show. I guess I'm curious. Um, you know, I'm very cautious about a lot of things, but if it's anything like the first movie, which you know, I guess Denis Villeneuve was supposed to direct the first episode of the show but instead is um handling you know the direction of dune part two so that will so i you know if it's anything like you know if denis was going to be involved it may, gives me hope for the show that it'll be um pretty good but our last bit of news for today is that guillermo del toro's pinocchio 
premiered at the BFI London Film Festival on Saturday, and some reviews have dropped for it. For those uh, who don't know, and maybe whose judgment or anticipation for this movie might be clouded by the throes of the Disney remake of their own Pinocchio. Um, This is Guillermo del Toro who made Pan's Labyrinth, The Shape of Water, um, and he is making a stop-motion version of Pinocchio, which I'm personally excited for. But um, yeah, we have some reviews and just snippets of reviews. Some of them say, you know, Hollywood Reporter is quoted as saying it's perfectly imperfect. Uh, the rap is saying is it's soulful stop motion masterpiece. Uh, Andy Wire is quoted as saying Guillermo, De- Guillermo del Toro's best movie in a decade is a stop motion triumph. Ewan McGregor, I guess, is having a lot of fun as Jiminy Cricket. It it seems I it seems like something that I'm looking forward to. Bailey, what do you think of these reviews coming out of the film festival, and are you looking forward to this one? I am looking forward to it, and the main reason is because of the video of Guillermo del Toro at the film festival with the Pinocchio um, stop-motion doll waving at the cameras, the press, and it, it's honestly kind of adorable. It's honestly, it, it you should go look it up, but in reality, I'm very excited for this movie. Guillermo del Toro is a great writer, a great director, and I think that he's going to handle Pinocchio very well. I I didn't give a review for the original, or not the original, the remake that Disney did. And I don't really care to. I Adam and I were talking about this before the show. It's just really boring. We both didn't really give it a watch. And it I, I just found it really a big turnoff. And so I'm very excited to see this, to see what his take on Pinocchio is compared to the Disney version, compared to the the actual story and so it's going to be very interesting to see what comes of it and i'm excited to see guillermo's take so yeah that's it i'm just pumped yeah i'm super excited i think one of the reasons why this one excites me is just because i feel like these disney remakes are almost they're very meaningless to me honestly as a consumer and um it's almost like you know they're gonna play it as safe as they can almost remaking it just for the sake of having a live action version rather than remaking it because they have something new to bring to the story and it seems like this is a passion project for Guillermo del Toro and I am looking forward to this which is odd because you know we've had two Pinocchios we will have had two Pinocchios this year and you know, House of Mouse, it seems like really botched it. But even from the get-go, I think I was more excited for this one anyway. And that's that's exciting for me. So I can't wait to watch it. Um, but yeah, is there is there anything else you'd like to add on, on any of the news today, Bailey? No, I, I'm excited for what's coming. And I, I hope that all of this stuff pans out because I'm excited for a lot of these things. I know there's a lot of movies that are coming out soon that are really exciting to me that I'm, I'm excited to give reviews for, like Black Adam. I'm somewhat excited for that after the reviews came out. Um, Glass Onion next month and Black Panther, Wakanda Forever next month. There's just a lot of good stuff, and it's a good a good time to be a movie fan because we're getting so many 
highly anticipated movies with the likes of Avatar, the sequels to all of these great movies that we enjoyed a couple years ago or a couple decades ago, it feels like. But I'm, I'm just very excited. I think it's a really good time to be a cinephile. Yeah. The, I mean, we went through a little bit of a dry spell, but we're getting right back into, um, you know, this end of the year should be a ride from here on out. Uh, that should do it for us today. Please remember to reach out to us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Letterboxd. You can send us an email at abcinema.pod at gmail.com. Let us know what you guys think of these shows, what you guys think of these movies, um, what you guys want us to talk about, how we're doing. We'd love to hear all of it. We hope that everyone has a wonderful day. We thank you so much for listening. And as always, keep watching movies.